Your AC works overtime all summer, so be sure to replace your old air filters with new Filtry air filters. They recommend updating HVAC filters at least every three months all year round. So order your Filtry air filters today at Filtry.com. Let's clear the air. Welcome to The Sports Angle, live on AMP TV, double A-M-P TV. Big welcome to everyone listening on CBS Sports, KSIX, Astros, Rockets, Texans Radio Network, as well as Magic 97.9 FM in Las Vegas, the entertainment capital of the world. I'm your host, Rocco. Let's get into it. We are here with Guy Dawson from Classy Communications. Welcome back to the show. All right. Looking forward to a great show, Rocco. Always love being a part of the sports angle. And we're always glad to have you on. The NFL, they're getting towards that final stretch. They're getting towards that last 100 meters of that run. All right. And they can see the tape. All right. They're running. They're running. And you know what? You know what's at the end of the tunnel. But we have to ask the most logical question, and that is, who is going to be the seventh seed in the NFC? Is it going to be the Cardinals, Bears, or Vikings? What do you think? Well, I know that uh, that definitely you got three teams there that are really close <laughs> in ability, and uh, you know I'm thinking that it's going to be the Bears. I really, uh, I, as I talk about a lot when I do these guest spots on shows, Rocco, I think certain teams just have destinies during certain seasons, and I, I just feel like the the Bears are going to pull it out this year. Well, when I take a look at these trio when I really compare them side by side by side the Arizona Cardinals in week 16 they have to go up against a very unpredictable San Francisco 49ers team and I'm going to watch this game because I need to and the reason why I need to watch this game is to give the people who are listening context your host, Rocco Kelly, is a Chicago Bears fan. All right, lifelong, diehard Chicago Bears fan. And if the Bears are below the Cardinals in the wild card picture, they need the Cardinals to lose and the Bears to win. So if the Bears can somehow beat the Jacksonville Jaguars, which isn't a lock, by the way. I mean, for all we know, the Jaguars could put up a full effort and not go and tank for Trevor mode. So the Cardinals could lose to the 49ers. The Bears can win that matchup, and the Bears would have the seventh seed. But here's the weird scenario that we have to talk about. What if the Cardinals lose to the 49ers and the Bears lose to the Jaguars? Well, then what about the Minnesota Vikings? If they beat the New Orleans Saints, would the Vikings make the playoffs? And if they did... Would that actually matter considering who they had to face in the first round regardless? Well, I mean, I think it always matters, Rocco. And uh, as you were mentioning, we get to this part of the year every year in the NFL where you've got all these different scenarios that have to play out. And of course, we all make our predictions. We have our thoughts about how things will work out. But uh, the NFL, to me, um, is one of the most unpredictable sports in a lot of ways because of um, the things that can happen just in the course of a game. And so uh, I think that Minnesota, many times, a lot of times I've seen in the past, a team like that that's kind of laying in the cut um, and they're depending on certain circumstances uh, in order to move into a position for the playoffs. That's definitely the type of team that you want to keep an eye on. You know, the best position position to be in, I feel like Rocco is where you're controlling your own destiny. Basically, you're a team that needs to go out there, play your very best, win your games, and put yourself in a position to be in the playoffs. That's always the best 
scenario, I think, for any NFL team. How do I control my own destiny without having to rely on anything happening other than me, my team playing great football and getting it done? We're talking about the NFL wild card here on the Sports Angle with Guy Dawson from Classy Communications. You brought up a good point. You made a good observation. You have to control your own destiny. And that's why I will say when it comes to seventh and final wild card, my heart tells me the Bears will somehow pull it off. But logically, just using everything I know about the NFL... The Cardinals, all they have to do is win one of their last two games to get in. They got to go up against the 49ers and go up against the Rams. I believe they're going to get it done. I have the Cardinals being the seventh and final seed as much as it breaks my Chicago Bears fandom heart. Now, the AFC is more open than the NFC. Understand the AFC has come down to the Miami Dolphins and the Baltimore Ravens. And for all the people listening in Las Vegas, the Raiders can play spoiler here. The Las Vegas Raiders face off against the Miami Dolphins this upcoming week. So if the Raiders beat the Miami Dolphins, would that be the end of the Dolphins' playoff hopes? And if they did, would that be at least a version of success when it comes to the Raiders' getting something done playoff time. Because, like I said, they're mathematically not eliminated, but they pretty much have to have every domino go their way. So what do you think about the Raiders? Do you think they're just going to eliminate the Dolphins and have Baltimore get in? Or will Miami beat the Raiders and eliminate them mathematically and practically? Well, you have to, you know, you measure the pride of people who are in professional sports and, as I talked about on other shows, being in a role of the spoiler when you know that there's not a very good chance that you're going to be able to make the playoffs for a lot of teams is the next best thing. You're going to go out there and you're going to play as hard as you can because being in that spoiling role, if you're not going to make it and someone spoiled it for you, the next best thing you can do is spoil it for someone else by going out there and playing great football. I I would be very cautious uh, as the Miami Dolphins this week playing the Raiders because uh, them knowing that there's not a very good chance that they're going to make the playoffs Although there is a minute chance that they could make the playoffs, those two things will, I think, definitely motivate them to really bring it against the Dolphins this week. The AFC playoff picture. This is something that's been really not talked about and something that's not been really addressed. The fact that this might be one of the most loaded AFC Uh, conferences we have seen in a long time. I mean, I understand that you have a trio of teams that are 10 and four right now. You have two teams who are nine and five. I mean, the likelihood of a team going 11 and five and being the final wild card team is very likely. So if this AFC is as loaded as it looks, does that mean that the AFC prediction is not as clear and as cutthroat as people think it is? Do you think that the AFC isn't just Patrick Mahomes, considering how loaded this conference is? Well, I do think Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs stand above uh, all the other teams in the AFC. But I agree with you that they're uh, based on the schedules and what you were talking about a second ago, that these uh, it's very competitive in the AFC. And, I'll, you know, what being loaded, as you had mentioned, you can be loaded and still have this superior team. And, and like I said, I really think that the Chiefs are a cut above all the rest of the teams really in the NFL. But that doesn't mean that on any given Sunday that they can't be beaten by another one of these high quality teams in the AFC. You have to really be on guard every week that you play because you uh, you never know when, especially when you've got a lot of very competitive teams that are going at one another. Yes, it's hard to predict outcomes when you have a lot of teams like that, 
Uh, and at the same time, as I mentioned, I think the Chiefs are really the superior team in the NFL, but they are definitely uh, lots of teams uh, in the AFC in particular uh, who could who could bring them down. And so predicting who's going to end up at the finish line with so many of them being, uh, as you had mentioned, at 10 and four, nine and five, these last couple of weeks, as it always is in the when you're getting close to the playoffs in the NFL, I mean, every game is important. So it'll be interesting to see how everything plays out this week. The NFC is a little less of a, you know, competitive closure. I mean, I understand that the NFC had the top dogs in Green Bay, New Orleans, and Seattle, and then there's an immediate drop-off. So... If you're a team in the NFC that isn't Green Bay, that isn't Seattle, isn't New Orleans, can there always be that upset factor? Can there be a team like Tampa Bay that comes out of nowhere in this playoff? Do you think that's possible? Well, Tampa Bay is, I guess, like the big story in the NFL with Brady being there. And it's been kind of a roller coaster ride for that team this year. And, uh, and you know, Brady having the experience that he has and he, uh, based on his performance this year, he seems to even still have the skills. Uh, I was kind of concerned the last couple of seasons with him in New Orleans and uh, the, his skill set, but he seems to have the skills. He definitely has that leader's mindset, and I would say that Tampa Bay is a dangerous team uh, heading into these last couple of weeks. All of these teams are going to be a dangerous, very dangerous option in the NFL but your host, Rocco, is going to stay with his preseason pick, Buffalo Bills, Green Bay Packers, Super Bowl. I'm in. This is the Sports Angle. I'm your host, Rocco, with Guy Dawson from Classy Communications. We'll be right back. Has someone in your family lost a job recently and now you can't afford your mortgage payment? Or do you have a rental property and your tenants aren't paying you? Quick Cash Offer can come to the rescue and pay you cash for your home immediately. Yes, sell your home and get cash all over the phone without dealing with real estate agents and risking your safety by showing your home to lukewarm buyers. You don't need to lose your home to foreclosure. If you have any equity in your home, we will buy it and give you cash within days, all in a simple over-the-phone and virtual process. Call Quick Cash Offer now before the economy gets worse. Sell a home you can't afford or just don't want to get the cash you need today. 800-470-7113. That's 800-470-7113. AMP, the multi-format network, is here to help create, produce, distribute, and sell your content. For more information, send a message to info at aamp.tv. That's info at aamp.tv. Are you a small business owner or pursuing the dream of starting your own company? Do you know where to start or how to grow that existing business? The American Business Trust Company has the answers you need. The American Business Trust Company can help you with startup capital, business strategy, sales and marketing, and establishing your company with a physical location or on the internet. You decide. You bring the idea. The American Business Trust Company can help with the rest. For a free evaluation, you may visit them online at abtrustco.com. That's A-B-T-R-U-S-T-C-O.com. Or call them at 657-600-1876. That's the American Business Trust Company, 657-600-1876. Call them today. They can help your business right away. The old way of living with diabetes is a pain. You've got to remember to do your testing, and you always need to be sticking your fingers. The new way to live your life with diabetes is with a continuous glucose monitor. You simply apply a discreet, easy-to-use sensor on your body, and it continuously monitors your glucose levels, helping you spend more time in range and freeing you from painful finger pricks. If you test your blood sugar at least four times per day and inject insulin at least three times per day or use an insulin pump and have private insurance or 
Medicare, you might be eligible for a CGM with little or no cost to you. Call U.S. Medical Supply today for a free benefits check. We offer free shipping, 90-day supplies, and we bill Medicare or your insurance directly. Call now and say goodbye to finger pricks. 800 Welcome back to the Sports Angle live on AMP TV, double AMP TV. Big welcome to everyone listening on CBS Sports, KSIX, Astros, Rockets, Texans Radio Network, as well as Magic 97.9 FM in Las Vegas, the entertainment capital of the world. I'm your host, Rocco. Let's get back into it. Go to our website, thesportsangle.com. Check out all the content we have on there and go to our social media at the Sports Angle and engage in the conversation there. We are here with Guy Dawson from Classy Communications. We all know about the recent controversy with the Cleveland Indians name. All right. We all know that in 2022, they're going to be known as the Cleveland Spiders. They're going to be known as the Cleveland Rocks. They're going to be known as the Cleveland baseball team. We also know about the Washington football team. So... With all of these different names that are now having to be changed, Guy, what do you think about these names being changed to begin with? What do you think about it? Well, as I had mentioned in the other segment I did with you, Rocco, I think that there are definitely two perspectives to look at uh, when you think about this. You have, of course these symbols that I have grown up with and been comfortable with my whole life and not even really considered, like I said before, I hadn't even really thought about the Cleveland Indians uh, as they've been starting to, to change symbols and the names of things. And um, so just because it's something that has been just a natural thing that's been a part of my, my life and following sports, not really having thought about it very much. um, it, It, it's, it's different to see that these symbols aren't going to be here anymore. Uh, And at the same time, uh, I do have respect for the fact that for some people, these symbols that are, are created in sports represent something that is uh, not necessarily a positive thing for them. So you've got two sides. One side wants to maintain the traditions and history of, of things that we have had as a part of our world for a long time. And then you have uh, the other side that says, hey, things are not necessarily the way that they used to be when these symbols were attached to uh, these professional sports teams. Things have changed and maybe we ought to consider changing uh, these symbols. And so I just think that this is going to be, um, I'm not surprised by the fact that this is happening with the Braves. And I would imagine that there's going to be discussion about this when it comes uh, to the Chiefs and the Blackhawks and some of these other uh, professional sports franchises uh, with the symbols uh, that they've been using. So I would say that that this is going to be an ongoing discussion, something that we are uh, going to be Definitely seeing more changes uh, in the years to come. Yeah, it's kind of hard to say whether it's right or wrong. It just kind of is what it is. Now we're talking about name changes in sports with Guy Dawson from Classy Communications. I understand both points of view. All right, I understand that on one hand, the National Congress of American Indians. They find a lot of these names as offensive. They understand that, you know, there's been a lot of, you know, hidden meanings behind these names. And on one hand, I understand that. But then on the opposite effect, you see people on social media that have nothing to do with, you know, Native Americans. That you have people on social media that get an uproar about it and... They just don't really have anything to do with it. So I look at it as 
All right. If you are, you know, Native American, if you're somebody from the National Congress of American Indians, if you have a problem with it, I understand that. But if you're just, you know, Joe Blow, who just has an outrage of it on social media, I just look at you and go, okay, but what's your point? Like, what is your absolute meaning for why you're talking about this? And more importantly, we have to ask the most important question. Right now, this huge controversy is talking about the whole Native American. They're talking about, you know, the names that have affiliations to these tribes. But is that going to be it? I mean, are we going to take it one step further? And are we going to attack certain religion, like certain names and sports that are affiliated to religions? Are they going to go one step more and go after names that had affiliations to the Civil War and affiliations to certain names that were from back in the 1800s? Like, how far is this going to go? I mean, are we going to see a controversy with the Boston Celtics because it has Irish ties to it? Are we going to see problems with Notre Dame because they have affiliations to Catholics? Like, how far is this going to go? Well, I'm not exactly sure how far it's going to go, Rocco, but I do know that it's um, there was one point that you spoke to to a second ago that I wanted to touch on. And it was that you had mentioned that social media, you've got people who happen to not be Native American who are uh, expressing all this outrage through uh, social media. So what I wanted to touch on with that is that you don't necessarily have to be a part of that ethnic group in order to be offended or feel an offense, or feel the offense that another group feels through a certain symbol. So these people who are not necessarily Native Americans who are saying, hey, I can see the point here. This might be offensive to someone who is Native American, even though they may not be Native American. Um, I think that that's legitimate, not that social media is the be all to end all to the world. Uh, but I, I so you don't necessarily have to be a part of that group to be offended by something that you don't see as being uh, the right thing to do. Um, but in terms of the, the symbols that you had mentioned, how far it could go, could it go into religion? Could it go into uh, symbols like you mentioned, the Boston Celtics? Could people who are Irish become offended by the fact that they used uh, the Celtics as a symbol? I would say that it's really the group that's affected by it and whether or not they bring it forward. I, and I think specifically with the Native American population, in terms of these names that have been attached to these prof professional sports teams, Native Americans specifically have said that they find this to be offensive. And so I think unless the group comes forward and says, this is something that's offensive to me, I don't think you're necessarily going to see a lot of changes in these symbols. But when that group comes forward and presents it as something that's offensive to them, I think that it's fair that we as Americans, that we acknowledge that this is something that's offensive to another person and just not assume that because we're not offended by it, that it's not something that's offensive. So I guess it's going to be kind of subjective, Rocco, based on the group that is affected uh, by these symbols uh, and how we address this, how we choose to address it and our openness to looking at things from another person's point of view and not always thinking that we know what how other people should be feeling about that. As we're talking about these name controversies in sports with Guy Dawson from Classy Communications, yes, it's going to be a case-by-case -case basis. But the point that I'm trying to make is I just don't know how far we're going to go before eventually it just becomes, okay, enough is enough. I mean, what about the 27-time champion New York Yankees? I mean, the term Yankee itself has ties to the Civil War, has ties to what happened back then. I mean, will people say that is an old name that we need to discuss and we need to determine if it is something that's offensive? What about the Minnesota Vikings? I mean, is there going to be anybody with Viking blood in their name or Vikings blood running through their veins that's going to go, well, that's, well, that's quite offensive? Like, that's the point I'm trying to make here. 
is just like how far is this going to go before we start saying, all right, enough is enough. Like you brought up the Kansas City Chiefs earlier. Like the Kansas City Chiefs, they even said that they would stop doing their iconic chant during the game. Like they would stop doing that. Just like the Atlanta Braves said that they would stop doing the tomahawk chop during the game. But for some reason, that's not enough. So that's really what I want to break it down to is when will enough be enough? Like when is it going to get to the point where eventually we're going to go so far that we pretty much have to just come up with, all right, now there's the Washington red. Now there's the Cincinnati blue. Like how far is this going to go? Well, you got to understand also, Rocco, that it's ultimately the franchises who are making the decisions on these name changes. There's really nothing that society is doing other than they're bringing up the issue with being, uh, especially with these Native American people, that they're offended by the changes. But it's really on really the, the franchises that make the choices of whether or not they're going to make the name changes or not. I don't think it really has anything to do with the fans or what we want, actually. It's these franchises don't want the negative publicity that is attached with groups coming against them and saying, look, we find this to be offensive. It's, the, it's more of a PR thing than anything else. And that's why you're seeing the name changes in college and in professional sports. It doesn't really have much to do with us as fans or people at all. It really has something to do with that group, them being offended by it, and then them approaching these, these universities and these franchises and asking them to address it. Regardless of what happens in the future, I will say that the Chicago Blackhawks, that's a name that needs to stay. And more importantly, that logo needs to remain in hockey because it is without a doubt top five logo in all of sports. That's in the sports angle. I'm your host, Rocco. We're here with Guy Dawson from Classy Communications. We'll be right back. Attention business owners, you and your customers are listening to this commercial right now. Face it, every business needs customers, even yours. The Sports Circus is a primetime nationally syndicated program that's carried on ABC, NBC, CNBC, and Westwood One News affiliates, plus CBS, Fox, and NBC sports affiliates across North America with coverage from Hawaii to New York. Also, the Sports Circus is available to the 180 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, and the Sports Circus gets about 4 million website visitors per month, which could click through your website and bring sales. The Sports Circus provides great content featuring celebrity guests from sports and entertainment to our audience every weekday, which your company could greatly benefit from by increasing your visibility, foot traffic, eyeballs to your website, and calls from potential customers. Call us right now at 702-799-9935. Again, 702-799-9935. Or email us at info at thesportscircus.com. That's info at thesportscircus.com. Drive your sales today by advertising with the Sports Circus. So, you want to be in show business. Do people tell you that you're really funny, you have a great personality, and you should have your own talk show? Many of us have been told that, but we don't know how to get started. It's easier than you think. Let the pros at Cali Vegas give you a free talent evaluation. Call 949-445-1119 and learn how quickly you can create, produce, and host your very own talk show. Imagine not having to sit in traffic every day, commuting back and forth to the same old boring job. Get started in television or radio today with your free talent evaluation from Cali Vegas. Call 949-445-1119 or visit them online at calivegas.com. Make your dream come true today and create your new career and learn how to become a television or radio star with the help of Cali Vegas. 949-445-1119. Call now. Has someone in your family lost a job recently and now you can't afford your mortgage payment? Or do you have a rental property and your tenants aren't paying you? Quick Cash Offer can come to the rescue and pay you cash for your home immediately. Yes, sell your home and get cash all over the phone without dealing with real estate agents and risking your safety by showing your home to lukewarm buyers. 
You don't need to lose your home to foreclosure. If you have any equity in your home, we will buy it and give you cash within days, all in a simple over-the-phone and virtual process. Call Quick Cash Offer now before the economy gets worse. Sell a home you can't afford or just don't want to get the cash you need today. 800-470-7113 Buying a home can feel like navigating uncharted waters. Redfin agents can help. They'll answer your questions with honest advice so you know exactly what you're getting into. They'll also help you tour as many homes as you want and show you what it takes to make a winning offer. With a Redfin agent on your side, you can sail straight to your dream home. Local expertise from Redfin. That's real estate done right. Tour subject to property and agent availability. Virginia Office Falls Church, VA. 844-759-7732. Today tastes like heading out the door and driving into town. It tastes like grabbing snacks and a Coke and singing as loud as you can. Today tastes like anything could happen. And it never tasted this good. Summer tastes better with Coca-Cola. Wherever you're going this week, don't forget to grab an ice-cold, refreshing Coca-Cola from 7-Eleven. To the Sports Angle, live on AMP TV, double AMP TV. Big welcome to everyone listening on CBS Sports, KSIX, Astros, Rockets, Texans Radio Network, as well as Magic 97.9 FM in Las Vegas, the entertainment capital of the world. I'm your host, Rocco. Let's get back into it. We are here with Guy Dawson from Classy Communications. We have seen a trend in sports. We have seen time and time again cities having to build brand new stadiums. We have seen owners pretty much put cities in a chokehold and say, you're going to get us a new stadium or we walk. And 90% of the time, the cities will do whatever the owners ask because they don't want to lose said sports team. However, we have seen in the past where disputes have gotten so ugly that teams have even relocated and have even used cities as a pawn to get a brand new stadium. Now, to give you context here, the Oakland Athletics are a prime example of this. The Oakland Athletics have been trying to move from OCO for a while. Right? They've been trying to get their brand new stadium in Oakland. And the city of Oakland, the mayor of Oakland, they're not budging. Right? They keep saying that they're devoted to Oakland, but they don't uh, commit. And because of this, the Oakland Athletics are possibly going to move to Las Vegas in the future if they can get a new stadium built here. So, Regardless if it's Oakland or Las Vegas, do you think the Athletics are going to get their brand new shiny stadium, and where do you think it'll be? Well, I think it's highly unlikely that they're going to get it in Oakland based on the the history of Oakland. The fact that they let the Raiders leave, I mean, that was a real shock to me. Um, you, you know, with Oakland, you've got this history. The, the Raiders moved to Los Angeles because they couldn't get a stadium, and then... Oakland lured them back up to the Bay Area, and then they went back and they played, and then they asked for a new stadium, and Oakland was still unwilling to give them a new stadium. And eventually, as you had mentioned before, what these franchises tend to do is they find a city that's willing to build a new stadium for them. They literally use them as a bargaining tool as they're trying to negotiate something with the city that they're working 
uh, that they're currently playing in. And what happened in Oakland's case is Oakland's refused to build a new stadium and they ended up taking off and leaving for Las Vegas. The athletics watched this happen. The Raiders moved from Oakland to Las Vegas. You see now they see how they can do the exact same thing. So basically they're using uh, the potential of moving their team to Las Vegas as a uh, as a tool for negotiations to see if they get a new stadium built. But so far, Oakland hasn't shown any willingness uh, to build a new stadium up there. And I think when you have a professional franchise in your town, it's and the amount of money that it generates, the revenue, the tax revenue that it generates, they have a tremendous amount of power to get what they want and they know how to go about it. And uh, specifically in the case of Oakland, they seem to not want to budge and it could cost them two professional franchises. As we're talking about brand new arenas and brand new ballparks here on the Sports Angle with Guy Dawson from Classy Communications, I believe that the Oakland Athletics, they have good intentions. I understand that they want a brand new stadium. They're tired of playing at one of the oldest stadiums in MLB. But the Oakland uh, County, right? the people who are at the head of the table in Oakland, they're not making it any easier. Like To give you context, there has been talks about a new stadium since 2001. All right, it's been that long since talks have been going on in Oakland about the Athletics getting a new stadium. And this was reported back in July of 2020 that there was a protest in Oakland with hundreds of cars on opening day that were protesting the proposed stadium in Oakland. So when you have this back and forth, when it comes to protests and proposals, I don't know if they're going to ever get that stadium, that $500 million proposed ballpark in Oakland. But in Las Vegas, where are you going to put a stadium? And more importantly, how is Las Vegas going to appeal to Oakland? How are they going to sit there and go, all right, we're going to grab a second team from Oakland and there's nothing you're going to do about it? I mean, how is Las Vegas going to pull this off? Well, Rocco, the rumors have been flying around Las Vegas for probably about the last five years that a professional sports team was headed here. So it comes as no shock to me that the athletics are considering uh, um, moving here. Of course, as you know, we have a lot of land in the Las Vegas area. As much as it's been built up over about the last 30 years, uh, there's a lot of land in the south, uh, southeast and the southwest in particular, where a stadium could potentially uh, be built. And I would say that with Vegas becoming this sports town, now that we have uh, a professional football team, of course, a couple of years ago, we got uh, the, the WNBA team. We have a professional hockey team. This just falls in line with the direction that Vegas is moving in, understanding that Professional sports is a part of the entertainment that they're offering to people and encouraging, meant to encourage people to come and visit Las Vegas. So from, from Vegas's perspective, this just completely is in alignment with what the direction that they're moving in. There's already been talks about potentially bringing an NBA team into Vegas as well. Uh, so Vegas really has a lot to offer, especially if they can get the stadium built somewhere out here uh, in Las Vegas for the Oakland Athletics. And it's really more a matter of, does the city of Oakland figure out how to do this? Because so far, uh, I mean, you're looking at 25, you know, years and years and years of them not being able to get this stadium built. And it's just, it's amazing that they have not been able to do this. I say more, more of the responsibility for the fact that they may lose their second franchise goes to the leadership, the political leadership in that state. If you truly are committed to a professional franchise, you make it happen. Cities do it all over the country, and I just don't understand why Oakland cannot make this happen. People have been saying for the longest time that the Oakland Athletics are using Las Vegas as leverage for Oakland. 
that the Athletics really don't want to move, but they're using Las Vegas as a way of getting their point across to the city of Oakland. And interesting enough, our neighbors up north are having a similar situation. Now, the Rogers Center in Toronto was built in 1989, but yet there is a potential replacement going on in Toronto. The Blue Jays, they want a brand new ballpark. Well, if they don't get this brand new ballpark, if they don't get this new site built in Toronto, there has been reports that Buffalo, New York, who pl- who actually was the place that Toronto played last year because of this pandemic, there is a possibility that the Toronto Blue Jays are using Buffalo as leverage with the city of Toronto. So like, do you think this is kind of a mirror image here where Oakland's using Las Vegas as leverage for Oakland? Do you think that the Toronto Blue Jays are using Buffalo as leverage with their negotiations with Toronto? Absolutely. And again, when you're in negotiations and you're talking about huge deals here, you're talking really literally billions of dollars that are at stake and you've got very wealthy people who are shrewd in business and you have uh, a city that, again, has a lot to gain from having a professional franchise uh, in that city. These are some really high, high powered, high end negotiations that they're uh, they're going uh, that they're engaged in. And so, yes, of course, they're going to use every bit of leverage that they possibly can to get what they want. That's kind of the way that the negotiation process works. And um, so I would say that, yes, you'll see that um, in, in, in negotiations in all aspects of sports. You see it with players who play for uh, teams who are trying to uh, leverage bigger contracts, the fact that they can become free agents, uh, using that as a leverage tool in order to get what they want. So negotiations go on all over sports. And when it comes to uh, the building of stadiums or or the potential of teams leaving and moving to, to other cities, this has been going on for as long as sports has been around. You have to realize that the, the, the Giants – uh, started out in baseball playing in New York. The Dodgers were the Brooklyn Dodgers. This is definitely not something that's uh, that's new. Yeah, and it's definitely very unfortunate because here is the sad truth of it all. Here is the worst part of this entire situation is that these stadiums get built and there's all this hype around them. There's all this money that's get put into these stadiums. But then as decades go by, they're considered washed up. These stadiums, as decades go on, they are considered no longer up to par. Like, for example, Rogers Center in, in Toronto, it has only been around since 1989, but yet it's considered an old stadium now. The Arizona Diamondbacks are wanting a brand new stadium, and that was only built in 1998. So if you're having these stadiums being built for millions of dollars, why is everyone going through this effort when there's only when there's when they're being replaced every 20 to 25 years? Amp, the multi-format network is here to help create, produce, distribute, and sell your content. For more information, send a message to info at aamp.tv. That's info at aamp.tv. Are you a small business owner or pursuing the dream of starting your own company? Do you know where to start or how to grow that existing business? The American Business Trust Company has the answers you need. The American Business Trust Company can help you with startup capital, business strategy, sales and marketing, and establishing your company with a physical location or on the internet. You decide. You bring the idea. The American Business Trust Company can help with the rest. For a free evaluation, you may visit them online at abtrustco.com. That's A-B-T-R-U-S-T-C-O.com. Or call them at 657-600-1876. That's the American Business Trust Company, 657-600-1876. Call them today. They can help your business right away. This is an urgent health notice for all residents suffering from back pain. You may qualify for a pain-relieving back brace covered by Medicare. Simply call the Health Alert Hotline now. The Health Alert Hotline is your back brace company. These specialized braces have been thoroughly tested for pain relief. Call us toll-free right now to determine your eligibility. Don't wait. 
The deadline is fast approaching. The call just takes a few minutes, and we will handle all of the Medicare paperwork. Back braces have helped thousands of people just like you get relief from their back pain and return to living their lives to the fullest, enjoying activities they thought they might never be able to experience again. Find out if you're eligible to receive a pain-relieving back brace. Make sure to have your Medicare card ready when you call. Call us right now. 800-223-7902-800-223-7902. 800-223-7902. That's 800-223-7902. Attention business owners, you and your customers are listening to this commercial right now. Face it, every business needs customers, even yours. The Sports Circus is a primetime nationally syndicated program that's carried on ABC, NBC, CNBC, and Westwood One News affiliates, plus CBS, Fox, and NBC sports affiliates across North America with coverage from Hawaii to New York. Also, the Sports Circus is available to the 180 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, and the Sports Circus gets about 4 million website visitors per month, which could click through your website and bring sales. The Sports Circus provides great content featuring celebrity guests from sports and entertainment to our audience every weekday, which your company could greatly benefit from by increasing your visibility, foot traffic, eyeballs to your website, and calls from potential customers. Call us right now at 702-799-9935. Again, 702-799-9935. Or email us at info at thesportscircus.com. That's info at thesportscircus.com. Drive your sales today by advertising with the Sports Circus. Welcome back to The Sports Angle, live on AMP TV, double A-M-P TV. Big welcome to everyone listening on CBS Sports, KSIX, Astros, Rockets, Texans Radio Network, as well as Magic 97.9 FM in Las Vegas, the entertainment capital of the world. I'm your host, Rocco. Let's get back into it. Go to our website, thesportsangle.com. Check out the content we have on there. And go to our social media on all platforms at the Sports Angle. We are here with Guy Dawson from Classy Communications. Hockey is coming back this winter. It was reported recently that the NHL and the NHL Players Association have finalized their plans for the 2020-2021 NHL season. Now... To be fair, we really should just call it the 2021 season because it's going to be starting in the middle of January. Now, here is how this plan is going to go. They're going to play 868 games over 116 days. I mean, that is an insane number. I mean, Guy, what do you think about that? That they're going to play 868 games over 116 days. Well, I think that they are trying to get themselves back on the regular scheduling. And that's how it is with all these sports leagues right now is that uh, this is, these are extreme measures in a way that they're taking just to see if they can get themselves back on a regular clock before, because you have to understand, and I'm sure you do Rocco is that the way that they set out to create seasons, there's a very specific strategy that they use to do it in terms of booking the arenas. Every aspect of running a professional sports season has been on a clock for many, many years and to have it altered this way, even though they did the best they could, they put together that uh, that season in the bubble uh, in the fall of last year. Their hope is that things are going to get better, COVID will improve, and they'll be able to get themselves back on their regular cycles of the way that they run their seasons. And I guess for this particular season, as you mentioned, lots of games and not that many days, everyone's going to have to kind of suck it up and bring it back into alignment again so that hopefully they'll be able to get back on track and start the NHL games in the fall as they ordinarily would, assuming, again, that we have gotten this uh, the whole COVID situation under control. As we're talking about the NHL coming back here on the Sports Angle with Guy Dawson from Classy Communications, here's how this is going to go. They're going to start training camp 
on the final day of 2020. And they're going to have training camp until January 13th. And that is when the regular season is going to kick off. They're going to have 56 regular season games starting on January 13th. And their goal is to not interfere and not overlap with the Olympics. Now, we talked about this with the NBA on a recent show, but do you think this is a smart idea for the NHL to not try to compete head-to-head with the Olympics? Yeah, I think any sport that tries to go head-to-head with the Olympics, it's going to be a losing proposition for that sport um, just because the Olympics is a worldwide uh, sporting event that people are really dialed into for those couple of weeks uh, while the Olympics is taking place. And I think it's going to be in Japan this time. Um, people are uh, professional sports fans, amateur sports fans, people who aren't even fans of sports are very, very dialed into the Olympics. So I think they're Although, again, there's going to be some challenges with playing this many games uh, in such a short period of time. All of the sports leagues, uh, including college athletics that we had talked about with the NCAAs and basketball, they're all doing their very best to make sure that there's no conflict uh, with the Olympics. So I'm not surprised at all that the NHL wants to get this done and that they do not want any overlap whatsoever with the upcoming Olympic Games. During this offseason of the NHL, there have been hockey players who have actually gone back to their home country and have actually been playing games in their native uh, in their native country. There's also been certain players who have gone over to Europe and have kept their legs fresh by playing games over there. For those players, like, for example, Joe Fortin, do you think he will have an advantage there? Do you think that those players who did play these extra games while the NHL season has been in their off season, do you think that they'll have an advantage or do you think they'll have a disadvantage heading into the season? I guess it could be an advantage and a disadvantage. I would say the advantage is always when you're you're playing extra hockey that you're sharper. And so that's really keeping you in your your repetition and I think probably for a lot of those players they're so accustomed um physically as well as mentally to be playing hockey at this time of year. I mean, you're well into the NHL season under normal conditions. And for a lot of these athletes, I think what they're wanting to do is they want to stay as close to their mental and physical conditioning as possible uh, because this is their profession. So I would say from that perspective, definitely uh, they could be a lot sharper rolling into the NHL season here because they haven't had very much downtime. The disadvantage of that, of course, could be playing this extra hockey could uh, lead to injuries once they come back to the NHL, uh, potentially, because they're playing more. And the more you play, the longer your season is, the more potential you have uh, for injuries. But overall, I would say that they're doing this because they want to stay sharp. And really, mentally and physically, they are conditioned to be playing hockey at this time of year, and they want to keep themselves in uh, the best shape that they possibly can uh, at this time of the year so that they can go and have a good season in the NHL. As we're talking about the NHL coming back here on the Sports Angle with Guy Dawson from Classic Communications, the biggest change to this upcoming season, the biggest news that came out of the return of the NHL is the division realignment. Now, all seven Canadian teams are going to be in one division. Because of the U.S.-Canada border conflict, all the seven Canadian teams are going to play each other only. It's going to be exclusive to just Canada. Because of this, the NHL had to change up their entire divisions. So they have the Canada Division, the East Division, the Central Division, and the West Division. And it has been reported by multiple sources that depending on how this goes this year, this division realignment could become permanent at some point in the future. Do you think this is a good idea by the NHL to have a Canada-only division 
And if this stuck long term, what do you think the effects of that would be? Well, I think more of a uh, short-term solution, obviously, with us having border issues with Canada, with uh, COVID, I can see the short-term solution to that. Over the long haul, having your divisions all be sectioned off like that, I don't know if that's necessarily a good solution over the long haul. I think that having these divisions having American teams and Canadian teams in the divisions is really a positive thing. Now, one of the things that the NHL or ways that they could be looking at it and the owners in the NHL could be considering is the travel aspect. And so if you have all of these Canadian teams that are in divisions within Canada, you have a lot less of the the travel. So you're not uh, playing nearly as many games in the, in the United States as you would be playing uh, in hockey. And that actually would save a lot of those franchises uh, a lot of money in terms of travel, all the logistics that go with that. So I would think that that would be one of the considerations that they're making and potentially creating these Canadian divisions. But do I think that that would really be a positive in terms of the way that the league functions? I think having American and Canadian teams in those divisions is a good thing. Um, and again, it's I, I would say it's more logistics than anything else that would cause uh, there to be that type of a, of a change and a realignment. And uh, I, I don't, I think that you would probably are still going to see there being divisions uh, with American and Canadian teams over the long haul. I mean, you brought up a good point about travel because that was one of the main reasons for why this happened in the first place, because they want all the Western teams together because it's going to save costs. They put all the central teams together because they want to save on costs. I mean, reducing costs is something that any league wants to do. And especially if you're the NHL and you're only playing 56 games, I get this. But there has been one major con from this division's uh, realignment. And the one major con is that because this season is going to be division-only play, that means that every single team will face off against each other in a division eight times. So that means the Vegas Golden Knights are going to face San Jose, St. Louis, L.A., Minnesota eight times a, uh, this season. Like, Do you think that is going to be a negative effect of a team like Vegas having to face off against the same seven teams eight times over and over and over again? It's definitely going to be uh, something that's out of the ordinary, playing a team uh, uh, over and over again. I mean, everything about these seasons are just out of the ordinary, Rocco. And I think uh, in terms of the NHL and these other sports leagues is everyone's just trying to play with the hand that they're dealt. And they're just trying to figure out a way to be able to put on the best possible season that they can under the circumstances that they're playing under. So what that means is you've got different types of seasons that we've ever experienced before. And uh, again, in the short run, you make do, this is a professional sports league and they want to do everything that they can to provide professional sports because that's the business that they're in. That's what they're playing, uh, paying their athletes to do is pay, uh, play professional hockey. And so they're just making the best of the situation, but, under ideal circumstances, obviously, it probably would not be a preferred thing to have two teams in the same division playing that many times. Now, the final major news that came out of the NHL was the relocation of the San Jose Sharks for the beginning of the season. Now, because of California's restrictions of, uh, of having uh, sports teams, we saw San Francisco 49ers having to play in Arizona. We saw the Warriors have to relocate. And the San Jose Sharks have had to do the same thing. The San Jose Sharks are going to be playing at Glendale, Arizona. They're going to be playing where the Arizona Coyotes are. Do you think that this will be a short-term solution? Or do you think that this will be long-term? Well, I think it's going to be a short-term solution, Rocco. Again, we're in extraordinary circumstances, and these teams are just making the adjustments that they need to make in order to put on the best season that they possibly can. Absolutely. I'm excited to see the NHL. I'm excited to see 
uh, where they go from here. Um, I mean, I understand with the NHL that it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be very exciting to see what happens. Thanks to Guy Dawson from Classy Communications for coming on to the Sports Angle. I'm your host, Rocco. So long, everyone. So, you want to be in show business. Do people tell you that you're really funny, you have a great personality, and you should have your own talk show? Many of us have been told that, but we don't know how to get started. It's easier than you think. Let the pros at Cali Vegas give you a free talent evaluation. Call 949-445-1119 and learn how quickly you can create, produce, and host your very own talk show. Imagine not having to sit in traffic every day, commuting back and forth to the same old boring job. Get started in television or radio today with your free talent evaluation from Cali Vegas. Call 949-445-1119 or visit them online at calivegas.com. Make your dream come true today and create your new career and learn how to become a television or radio star with the help of Cali Vegas. 949-445-1119. Call now. A lot of us are looking for ways to start our day feeling more joy and appreciation. And while some of us write gratitude lists or do yoga, others pour themselves a bowl of their favorite cereal, Honey Nut Cheerios. Because not only are Honey Nut Cheerios delicious, they can help lower cholesterol as part of a heart-healthy diet. So maybe the secret to a great mood all day is a little yoga. Then writing your gratitude list over a bowl of Honey Nut Cheerios. Learn more about a heart-healthy lifestyle at Cheerios.com. Your AC works overtime all summer, so be sure to replace your old air filters with new Filtry air filters. They recommend updating HVAC filters at least every three months all year round. So order your Filtry air filters today at Filtry.com. Let's clear the air.